Hi, you've clicked Make It Known with Mal. I'm your host, Mal. I'm a 20-something-year-old girl who is working on walking in her purpose. The Make It Known with Mal podcast purpose is for myself and all of my listeners to learn and grow. This season is all about lessons I'm learning in my 20s. I'm going to be talking about things such as money management to the new uptake of this new age worldview, all the way to how do we develop our own political ideology. I'm having real and honest conversations with a variety of people. I believe everyone has a unique message, so just keep listening here as I make it known. Hey everyone, welcome to Make It Known with Mal. I'm your host, Mal. And today is the bonus episode for the relationships topic. Woo! You thought we were done talking about it, but we are not. Um, so today I have my really good friend, Erin. She's a friend of the pod. Um, she's been on here already, but she's actually going to share her story about relationships and love and finding the one or the person or she'll talk she'll do all the talking um so it's just basically just um like I said it's, this is a bonus episode and we're just hearing her story and I just hope her story can touch you and I hope she can also give some advice and things like that so all right without further ado Aaron, can you tell us remind us all one more time who you are yeah so I'm studying marriage and family counseling at my grad school and before that, I got my bachelor's degree in psychology. I run a nonprofit, Constant Christmas. Let's listen to that episode. Um, other than that, I love Jesus. I love my friends. And I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> Great. That's a really good summary. Um, so let's just get into it. Uh, I guess I'm just going to start off. Just tell us your story. Tell us, like, um, why I would even ask you to do this and everything. Yeah, so from my understanding, she's been doing this whole series on life in your 20s, and I was one of those girls that made it to her 20s, had never been in a relationship and never been kissed. So prior to that, you know, I grew up and I was very sporty, played, well, I did karate. I wanted to play basketball, but that came a little bit later. And, you know, I was always out doing things. I was also in Girl Scouts. And then when I got into middle school, I got into band. But we all know how middle school is. It's real tough. It's real rough. Worst years of uh, my life. Keep going. Yes. It was for <laughs> mine, too. Like, I felt so worthless. My mm-hmm. self-esteem was, like, super duper duper low. Mm-hmm. And what didn't help that was a lot of my friends were getting in their first relationships and they were all having their first kisses and their first yep. whatever, whatever, and I couldn't relate. Yep. And because like no one was even putting interest in me, I just felt like I was picked over food at the buffet. Mm. And it really didn't help me. Like I remember I was crying like a lot, a lot, a lot. So I finally, I don't know how I did it, but I got through that period and got into high school where I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to focus on my school, focus on my future. And I did all that through high school, got a job. And then I graduated and went to college and I wanted to date. And I actually met somebody like one month in. Oh, and yeah. I did not know that. Well, 
There's an exclusive mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> well, it didn't end up going anywhere because yeah, it seemed like you wanted to smash because I mm. went to or have sex for those of you that do not know colloquialisms because <laughs> <laughs> I went to a secular college and oh, that, know, I, that will happen at a, a Christian, a Catholic, a Jewish, a all girls, all guys school as well keep going oh girls all guys yeah people you're gonna meet someone that's gonna want to do that within the first month even at those schools keep going (laughs) so he did and i was like eh not gonna do this anymore good for you so you know we stopped talking and then you know time went on like a year later i ended up meeting another guy that he like was my dream guy physically right okay was tall he was smart he what else did he do i don't know that was pretty much it tall my list was very vain at the time he was older than me mm. but the only problem is he didn't have jesus mm. so that ended and then that actually like was an eye-opening moment for me because you know it helped me get back into my faith a lot more but it was also heartbreaking because i was like i was so close so close finally found a guy that liked me i liked him this was seemed like it was good and then it just fell flat so it like took me like several months to get over that to a point where like i didn't want to really talk to anybody like i was like i'm chilling on my island by myself mm-hmm. me myself i know right we we're just alone and then um I spent like a year on my own and then I met another guy we were just friends he was really into me I wasn't really into him and so that made everything super awkward and then I came to the regent my grad school and met who is now my fiance (laughs) I know I know I'm just curious who introduced y'all Oh, you know, a little <laughs> podcaster, Mal Pal, Mallory Finch. You I know, take so much pride in that, everybody. Like, you have no idea. I take so much yes, pride in that. She's going to be a bridesmaid. She gets, <laughs> you know, speech rights because, you know, she was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Okay, thank you, thank you. Um, I want to go back all the way to middle school and then kind of like climb the way back up. Um, yeah. Or no, actually, let's go backwards. Sorry, let's go to college when um, you've had all of these experiences with. Okay, actually, scratch that. Um, let's go, everyone, just so you know, I had questions, but throughout, like, while I was listening, I got more questions, so that's why it's going to sound a little discombobulated. I really was prepared, but now I have so many questions. Okay, let's go all the way back Mm -hmm. to middle school. (laughs) When you were in middle school and you were watching everyone else around you get in relationships, um, because I was the exact same way, uh, Mm -hmm. my two female closest friends in middle school I remember they got boyfriends and then they became like closer because they would do stuff with their boyfriends and it was like kind of awkward if I was there 
because I'm also very like, hey, everybody, well, specifically then, I was like, hey, everybody, you know, like all over the place. And it's kind of like, um, we're trying to chill and put on our lip gloss. And that's just not. Yes. Yeah. So um, when you were in middle school and um, you were watching that, can you like just talk a little bit about like your feeling, how you felt, and then how did you get from feeling that way to you said by the time you got to high school you were feeling better like what happened in that process yeah so I think in high school I felt very alone okay. because you know like you were saying it, they would go off and do things as couples and I couldn't relate couldn't go like you know yeah it is what it is and it didn't help that for most of that time I didn't have a cell phone so they couldn't call me and say right doing this right um <laughs> yeah I watched it rough times but I did feel very like alone and like down on myself like I was mentioning earlier and I don't think I ever felt angry it was just more I internalized it all like yeah I'm this way because and it didn't help like it's going through puberty like your body changes and I felt because I'm a tall girl that I was like this big monster because the hips were coming in and I didn't know what to do so <laughs> <laughs> right there I wasn't tall but I was I can't relate yes. to you that way but I can relate to you like width wise keep going <laughs> yeah and like most girls they're like five five and shorter and I'm five seven so, like, around that time, you know, I was a little bit shorter, and so were they. So, But you were still I, tall for a girl. Exactly. Exactly. And I thought, you know, they just want short girls. And That's crazy a, to think that. Yeah. Wow. And I can't do anything about my height. Yeah. So. And just, sorry to cut you off really quick. Mm -hmm. um, that just made me think of this. Like, we all have things about ourselves that we are very insecure about that we dislike and it's crazy that as a tall girl you're thinking about that and like that's that like I don't ever remember thinking yeah guys are like short girls you know like that just never I never felt that way myself like that's so crazy we are all thinking and internalizing things that no one else or mm, that other people aren't necessarily listening to because there are other people who feel the exact same way as you but most yeah. like um but there are people who have who are, were also tall felt the same way. But my whole point is, like, short people weren't thinking that, yeah, guys love short girls. You know, like, that's just... And I don't think guys were thinking that... Well, I don't know. What, I, I well, can't tell I you mean, what a middle school guy is thinking. So. Yeah, most they guys like a girl that they're taller than because they don't want to climb the tree. But... Okay. okay. The tall girls out there, it's not like that for all of them. My man's shorter than me, and we are just fine. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> yeah, continue. <laughs> But yeah, I I think after feeling that way in middle school, I don't think I ever really dealt with it. I just kind of stuffed it and focused on other things. Okay. If that so, makes sense. Okay, so you didn't really fix yeah. your, the self-esteem. Okay. Uh, in middle school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I just kind of put my energy in other areas and, you know, made my way through high school okay so um if you don't mind putting your psychology hat on for a second yeah um why do you think that is like because I think we all like even at 25 ish we're mm -hmm. all kind of doing that um we don't want to think about 
what it is that we're like what's wrong with us or what we're doing wrong we'd rather just like okay you know what this guy doesn't like me so I'm just going to go and do xyz why do you think that is yeah I think it's a defense mechanism Hmm. because going in and exploring the hurt and trying to fix it it's you know gonna bring up a lot of feelings and take a lot of energy and if that's not something that you want to do or something you're afraid to expose yourself to you're going to protect yourself and say you know what we're just going to do this instead i'm gonna you know run a marathon i'm gonna write a book yeah i'm gonna look up law schools at the age of 13 because that's just what you do (laughs) (laughs) i'm just now thinking this and this might have been a defense mechanism i'm thinking about i used to be obsessed well i still kind of am but like with underwater like mermaid like the ability to like live underwater stuff and i remember Mm -hmm. thinking i am going to create an underwater city and that is where i'm going to rule no one's going to be mean to me there (laughs) because i'll be like looking back that totally and that was like at 10 or 11 maybe even younger than that <laughs> that was definitely a defense mechanism like you know yeah i definitely escaping I, yeah and defense mechanisms aren't bad but they become detrimental when you never go back and explore it okay. so if you want to you know let things simmer down before you you know fix the issue then that's okay but if you just want to bury it burn it and walk away as if it never happened that's an issue because then it'll come back up later like for me that's what happened like I got into college yeah with my self-esteem things like I didn't look in my look at myself in the mirror when I was in college because I just still felt that same shame and you know low self-worth and it got to the point where like I forced myself to do it because I was like this is not healthy this is not cool like I don't understand why this is happening and then I grew through it. So was it just, okay, so I guess let's go more in depth about how yeah. you did that. <laughs> that was a good overview, but I want to get a yeah. little deeper. Okay. Um, <laughs> so okay. <laughs> your freshman year, when did you start, when did you say, you know what, I need to start caring more about myself or I need to grow myself? What year was that? It was my freshman year. Oh, it was your freshman year. Okay. Yeah, because my roommate and I, every week, we went to Zumba classes oh, um, at the school gym. And in the room where we had our class, there was a big mirror like they do in the gyms. And I noticed after a couple months of us going that I would always look at the side or look at, like, people in real time and not look at myself in the mirror. Mm. And like I had to reflect on that like why is this happening like why can I not look and then I tried to look one day and I was like oh and then you know I had to do more self-reflecting and Um, that came in oh sorry go ahead oh sorry well that came in the form of like journaling I was about to say what was yes what did self-reflecting look like so journaling okay yeah, it became in, in journaling and researching because that like really helps me, like looking up different other. I think it's because of, like it helps me to be able to relate to other people, hmm. just seeing other people's stories, and being like, oh, I'm not the only one that's like this. Um, helped. Okay, that's good. 
journaling and researching I do that yeah. too kind of um the researching I guess I, I'll watch um like long video compilation reddit things of people who have like lost a bunch of weight and they like talk about it I like to watch that or like um it's this YouTube channel that I watch that has like yeah. he just literally like reads off Reddit threads about losing weight and stuff like that. I'm like and yeah. those really yeah, those are really encouraging and help me. So I totally get that. And journaling, I need to work on that. But that's good. Okay. So mm-hmm. during the self reflection part, you were journaling and you were doing your research and then were you doing anything else like practical and then or yeah, were you doing anything else or was it kind of just those two things? I think it was just those two things. And then when, that time okay yeah. and when did you begin to see like a change like in your heart like what was it when did you because I'm guessing there probably wasn't like a moment where you were like I love myself it was probably yeah. like time 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 and then oh you know what I love myself like when did that happen yeah it was a it was definitely a process like you were saying because after that time happened and I had that realization I also gained 20 pounds in my first first my first semester in college so the next semester like I got on my fitness pal started going to the gym and working out and I think that helped because I was coming back more to like the weight frame that I was used to being before I went to college and then like you're probably more comfortable too yeah and I made my goal weight too so yeah, and then I, you know, went a little too far, but that's another conversation. Okay. But I think all of those things combined helped me, you know, have more confidence in myself. But I always look at it as, like, my body isn't who I am. So, like, even now, I'm not that same size I was back then, but I still have that same confidence because I found it in me. So I think changing my body helped but then I was still able to work on my heart at the same time Hmm. and I think that's where like the journaling came in to play because it wasn't just a physical change it was a heart change too Mm -hmm. that's good I like the my body is not me thing um but that's hard that's really hard it is it's hard that's really hard yeah, and it takes a lot of, like, just looking at yourself and, you know, doing the hard work and being real about it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's, I definitely, um, that's an area I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you have gone through the self-reflection. You have worked on building your self-esteem. So you're mm-hmm. moving now over to sophomore year and then yeah. you're moving over to junior year, you're moving over to senior year and you still have not had a kiss. You mm-hmm. still have not had an actual boyfriend. You still, mm-hmm. what is your mindset now? What are you thinking? Like, how does that, how are yeah. you feeling? So because I was still at my school, I think a lot of it, was justified because a lot of the guys that were there they just wanted to have sex that's how i felt by the end of my undergrad too i was like i don't have a man because all these men here y'all just want to smash so i was like you know i'm not interested in doing that i'm interested in waiting so you don't want to wait i'm worth the wait so thank you very much go on about your business Mm -hmm. 
but you know it's still I mean I don't know after that situation my sophomore year with the guy that I actually liked that is kind of where the switch came for me because I was like man I almost got it and that's what made it hard but after him I was like I'm good (laughs) yeah wait okay actually then let's go back to that so when you were feeling like man I almost got it how did you get out of that mindset like how did you move on to like man I almost got it oh well let me be the greatest me and he'll regret it you know (laughs) yeah so how honest do you want me to be (laughs) um you can be as honest as you feel comfortable 30 years from now you're running for office and they pull this up okay so (laughs) we actually ended up ending our relationship a couple days before new year's and me and some of my friends were planning a New Year's party. So the first step of me getting over it was getting drunk. Mm. And then after that, coincidentally, um, I was in a personal relationships class for that next semester. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ironic, right? Yeah. But it helped because he, we did weekly reflections on like what our thoughts were. And because it was so fresh, that you know, relationship between he and I related to a lot of the reflections. So I wrote about it a lot and, you know, cathartic it out through writing, journaling, big proponent for journaling. Um, so that is really what helped. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Maybe not the drunk part, but you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But you know what I mistake. do. But what I like about you saying that is, number one, it shows that you're a real person. Because a lot of times I feel like we hear these stories and we're like, they were born a Christian and they stay, you know, like we think that every the per- people that do that are like so perfect. They've never made a mistake before and da 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 But that's, you know, that's not necessarily the way you should have handled that. And we've all made mistakes before. So it was mm-hmm. so good you said that. And then the second thing is like, that's also just like a learning experience, like, we don't sometimes we have to learn things by experience and it's yeah. real like that's another thing too like that's super real like when you go through a breakup especially something that's like super like heart-wrenching and you thought you were with the person mm. um <laughs> you are really upset and you what is what are the ways that we talk about you can make yourself feel better and the reality is it's it's those type of um devices that society talks about that and you know we can say we're christian all day every day but tons of christians do the same thing like it's just a human thing we have to be strong within ourselves um to fight using that as a mechanism because that's also i mean that's how alcoholism happens yep and you go through something really difficult and you don't come out of it you keep trying to self-medicate but yeah no okay so that was good so the personal relationships journal promptings um Mm -hmm. that's good because i when i um when the whole pandemic first oh sorry that was a weird hiccup when the pandemic first happened i definitely i was journaling a lot more but lately i just haven't really been feeling it i guess i probably should you know do like find like prompts and stuff that probably helps yeah and because it was a class the oh, that prompts that he helped. used were like very deep it wasn't like so how do you feel today it was like deeper I don't remember what they were because I'm about so to say, give an ago. example <laughs> yeah I don't remember it was so long ago 
Okay. But um, it was definitely something that like helped me. And I got an A in the class. Wow. <laughs> and that's what is important. Yep. That's really good. Wow. And also to just a side note, like the timing sounds like it's like that was like a God timing type thing. Like right? God knew that you were going through that. God knew that you needed to be on this podcast for someone to hear you. So you had to go through that specific event, that specific way to affect whoever is listening that needs to hear this. That's crazy. Yeah. And I know that like for me with that situation, another person could be in it and think, like down on themselves, like, oh man, like I almost had my kiss, da 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 da, almost got my relationship. And like, it's just not like go the whole pessimistic route. Like, and I chose not to do that because I'm just a naturally optimistic person. But if that's your process, that's your process. Okay. Cause I was about to say, like, how do you, what would you say to people that feel that, I guess, pessimistic way? Like, because it's hard not to feel that way. Um, when you've had certain experiences and that door opening i'm pretty sure is my brother yes this is a podcast episode <laughs> sure come and say what's up <laughs> hey james Dude, shut up anyway that's not why i was telling you to god shut bless up. it okay bye-bye um, I'm so sorry, everyone. That's little brothers. That's also, like I said, I really want this podcast to be real. No editing. It's real life. If you are sitting here with us right now, James is walking and be his silly, goofy self. Okay. Anyway, of course. um, what was I, I don't even know what I was saying. Um, uh, about oh, the people pe- that go yeah. the pessimistic route. Yeah, how would you like? What do you say to that? Like, you have advice? How do you get out of that? How do you not be like that? Yeah, so that's a mindset. Like on anything else, whether it's you know the situation we're in right now, if you think that it's almost going to be done, and you know we'll get through oh. it, or if it's going to last forever, it's just. A mind thing so if you find that you're naturally pessimistic then doing mind exercises and i'd have to look them up i don't know specific ones but i can provide them okay how yeah. to change your mindset let me write to that down. more optimistic that may help with this as well okay but also to like not internalizing it and making it seem like you're damaged and that it's your fault i think that will help too and i know it's hard but you know that because things happen like for me and him our relationship real time was only like two weeks and it was still hard yeah because relationships this is just a side note but relationships now you can become very, very attached to someone in a week. Oh, yeah. Like, sure. that- I don't, is that normal? Like, is that, should we be trying to fight against that? Like, you can become very, very attached to someone a week and, you know, not, I wouldn't say love them because that's a little ridiculous, yeah. but I like, have really strong feelings. Like, man, this mm-hmm. person, especially, I guess, when we're talking 24 7, like, I've done that mm-hmm. with um, a guy before, like, 
we met and it was just like, oh my gosh, we're talking all the time. And like, um, you know, by the end of the week, you're like, wow, has it, have we been doing this for just a week? Oh God, he's so great, you know? <laughs> and, it's, and then, you know, after some time it just drops off. But anyway, yeah. Um, that's a real thing though, for two weeks yeah. for something like that to hurt you. Yeah, and to your point, like with especially with dating apps and how everything's through oh, yeah. texting and with me and him, because we were on a break from school, he and I were only like we could only talk through text. So we were talking a lot and we weren't just talking about like the subliminal surface stuff, like we were getting deeper. So yeah. when you do things like that, which you know, do it with your own boundaries. You don't have to, you know, rush things and go faster than you're comfortable just to have a deeper relationship. But one of the caveats or, you know, downside or not downsides, but one of the you know triggers of getting deeper is that you'll feel closer to them and it'll hurt just like if you were with somebody and not getting as deep for six months man relationships are so hard they really are though they're so hard yeah because i mean you're right like you're not going to you it won't be a real relationship if you guys aren't getting a deep conversation Mm-hmm. But the deeper you get in conversation, the more it's gonna hurt when it's when it's over. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, um <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're now we're moving on to um you graduate. Uh okay, so you you went through all these mine, you fixed yourself, you fixed your insides, you fixed your mm-hmm. outsides you're feeling better and better so you've graduated and now you're at Regent what was your did you come to Regent I mean this might be you know too much but did you come to Regent thinking (laughs) you know what maybe my husband's here you know I'm gonna just do my thing but you know this could be it God could be here for me like how what was your mindset coming to Regent no actually um I thought my person was you know, back home in Georgia, where I'm originally from, I thought I was going to come out here, get my degree, spend a couple times, get my counseling license and bounce and go back. So meeting him here was like, oh, okay. But the interesting thing is, thing though, when I was in college, I did an internship. And one of the ladies that worked at the school that I interned at, she um, was like, well, maybe you'll find somebody out in Virginia when you move out there. You don't need to find yourself somebody down here when you're about to graduate. And she was right. She was. She was. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. So then when you, uh, let me think. So when you met Brian, or yeah, I guess it's fine. I'm saying his name because you hadn't said yeah. his name at all, had you? Yeah. That's fine. That's no, fine. I haven't. But it's okay. okay, it's okay. He's our yeah, friend. Um, right? He's on the internet. Look him yeah. up, Brian Smith. He's cute. Okay, you said his last <laughs> name. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you've seen a picture of me with him before too. So he's um a really good friend. He's a friend of the podcast too. He's a, he's a friend of he the podcast. He is pod. a friend. Um, he is. Yeah. 
anyway, <laughs> um, so when you met Brian, how did, was there like a mindset shift and like a, yes, I knew it. I am the queen. I have always been the queen. And that is why I have a king. Or was it kind of like a, oh, this is a nice guy. We're going to see how this goes. Like, what was your, what was going through your mind once you um, found a man, I guess? Yeah. That's a weird way to say it, but. So it was definitely the second because I didn't <laughs> want to like meet him and be like, okay, this is it. Because we met in Bible study. It was real wholesome, real cute. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I didn't know because we didn't really hang out that much after Bible study at the time. So I was like, you know, just take it slow. Don't know what he's doing. He could have other people, whatever. And then over time, as we got to hang out more and I got to know him more, it just became more of a thing as time rolled yeah on. yeah so it sound that sounds really good like taking your time to get to know mm-hmm. somebody and to decide if you want this to happen so do you feel comfortable talking about you guys's timeline is that okay is that yeah we can talk about it okay because i want to talk about it kind of a little bit for a second too um I am a big proponent on everybody has a different um, love story. Yes. So your love story could look completely different than someone else's. Um, And yeah, just tell us your timeline and then we'll go from there. So we met in Bible study, you know, because Mal and I went to the same one. Shout out, girl. In March 2019. And then, you know, we just hung out sporadically here and there. When was that dance? Was it in April? April. Yeah. So a month later, there was a dance that the school threw for all of us grad students. And he came with Mal. And, you know, we danced then. And then, you know. Yeah. It it was funny because I was like. (laughs) Um, I know I was like, okay, well, let me step back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and he showed up in a burgundy suit, and I had been praying for a man that looked good in a burgundy suit, and it was just look how God <laughs> answers prayers. Right, look at God, <laughs> even our so, little tiny things. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then after that, I stayed in Virginia over the summer because I was taking a summer class, so we'd see each other here and there. It was mostly with other people around like Mal or our other friend Austin um, but there was one time that we had like a one-to-one conversation when he was supposed to be helping somebody move but he <laughs> stopped helping to talk to me <laughs> and then I left and went home for a couple of weeks went on a date came back um, and then we all hung out at our other friend Zach's apartment for his birthday (laughs) and that's when we really started talking and then um you know October happened his birthday happened it was really awkward because we were at that stage at that point where we were hanging out a lot and it would be a whole group of us and then Brian and I would just you know be Be in our own little bubble yeah (laughs) We and our friend, our friend, blah, we have a friend, Austin, and me and him would be like, oh my God, like, 
listen to Brian laugh. It is not that funny. Like, she's funny, but not that funny. Oh, do they even realize that we're here? My goodness. Can they please talk to someone? It would be so funny. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Good so times, good times. Right? That went on for like a whole month to the point where I talked to Mal and was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Like, either we're going to get together or we're not going to be friends. Because I've like reached my cap to the point where like this is stressing me out yeah so she talked to him and then he texted me and like that next week we went on our first date and then the week after that we had our first kiss in Mal's apartment (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that was (laughs) that was a lot it was it was and then the week after that we became official and then two months later we got engaged Woo! Everybody hear that? Everybody uh, hear that? After dating for two months, they got engaged. Woo! Um, no, but like I, the reason why I say that, and I really wanted that highlighted, is just because I I don't I don't think that's like a big like you know like oh I got two months like you know I don't think right? I think everybody's um relationship is different your love story can be different from someone I know people that have I know a couple that um has two children now that are married and they met dated got engaged and got married all within a six month span um yeah oh I might have told you about that yeah so like people like everybody's is different there's people who are married that were dating um since middle school and they got married at like 23 so they dated for like eight or nine years okay that's everybody's love story is different now you know at 25 personally I wouldn't date someone for eight years but that's just me um but you know once again though everybody's love stories if someone does that that's between them God and their partner Mm -hmm. it is what it is do do what's best for you yeah I just wanted to like point that out especially for people who are um you know, who are in similar situations of feeling kind of lonely or like, where is this person? And, you know, I, and whether this is true or not, I always feel like, especially because I've said it before, I want eight kids. So, you know, if I want eight kids, she does. I, I probably should start, you know, earlier Soon. rather than later. So yeah. I definitely, you know, sometimes feel the pressure of, um, not even just like I have to be married because like all my friends are married. Not even that, just like you know, if I want eight kids, I don't want to be having kids in like when I'm fifty. You know, and having a walk. You don't want to have sets of twins back to back. Right. Oh yeah. No. 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 I don't want that either. Um. So yeah. So like. Um. But my whole point in saying all this, though, this long roundabout way, it's just like whatever you want is God's timing. So like, if God's timing is two months for you. And that's God's timing for you two months. If God's timing is longer than that, then that's just God's timing. So I'm saying all that to say, like, you never really know. Like, you just don't know. I think you should just be open to whatever. Like, you, I definitely 110% think you can fall in love with someone in a short amount of time. Yeah. Definitely. And if it, if you're, you know, in my position where you've gone 23, 24 years or even longer than that, and you haven't, had any like romantic partners in that time at all it's definitely you know if it's in the cards for you it's gonna happen but it's having a romantic relationship does not define you 
Yeah, that's the next thing I want to talk about. Um, how do we get out of the, especially, you know, especially Christians, because I feel like we're in such a, and, okay, so I'm going to kind of talk through this. There is such beauty in marriage and in being a mother. Such mm-hmm. beauty in that. God created that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I do feel as if at the end of the day, not everybody's going to get that because realistically there just isn't enough people on earth for that. There are going to be some people who don't, um, who don't, who that doesn't happen to. Um, and how do we get to a point where we are comfortable enough to say, God, at the end of the day, I just want what you have, even if I do desire, marriage and kids if that's not what you have for me then let me be let me be comfortable and content and um full of you I guess how do you how do you get to that point where you're not like so concerned about I need a man I need a man yeah so starting my uh senior year of college I actually started to pray that specific prayer where God take I want your will not mine, if it's your will with school, with relationships, with career, like I'd rather do what you want for me than for what I think is best for me. And that was something I consistently prayed for months. And I think through that, I got to a place where I was just content with, you know, what I had and, you know, where my life was going and what I was doing. And by content, I don't mean like complacent. So not like mm. I have this, I'm not going to do anything for life. God, take it over. Cause you know, faith without works is dead. Amen. But what I mean by content is yes, you know, there's more out there. When I was still single, when I first moved out here, you know, I do want to be married and have kids, but if that's not for me right now, you know, I'm good with you. And I'm good, you know, working on school because that's the season that I'm in and appreciating the time that you're in. Because if you do have moves up with your career or with your relationships, you're never going to get your single time back. Yeah. That's one thing um, that I'm for sure trying to, um, I guess, think and focus on because I was talking to my friend about this the other day like I can literally go anywhere like I don't have a husband I don't have kids I can go and do anything I want really I don't have I'm not responsible to anybody Mm -hmm. and when you are in a relationship you especially if you're thinking of being married or when you are married and when you have kids and stuff everything you do you have to run it by the family you have to make sure that it fits in with other people so yeah, that's good. Just being content and like working on yourself in your single season. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's how Concert Christmas actually came about. Hmm. Because, you know, I was in my singleness and I was like, what you got for me, God? And he's like, well, here's this idea. And even like during that time after I met Brian to when we dated and I was like going through like my whole confusion, I this usually happened when I was at church, which was, you know, it was probably divine, but he was like, just focus on constant Christmas, do this. He dropped another project in my heart on something that I want to do for it. So 
you know, there are other things that you can focus on rather than just that, even if it's something that you want. Why do you think this isn't like a, this is a psychology hat? moment um why do you think that we put so much focus and we want those things so badly i think it's just because of what society ingrates in us because you think it is a society thing oh yeah because for women they put a lot of value on being a wife and being a mom and they usually downplay or denigrate women that are career driven and or don't want to get married or have kids. So, you know, that being ingrained in us from a young age, we're like, well, I just really, really want this, da, 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 da. Even if you're in college, killing it, or in the career field at the top, you still feel that emptiness. Yeah. And some of it could be a personal thing, that like even if society would have never, you know, had placed those values on women, um, some people still would naturally have that drive because that's just something that they want. So it could be some individual things as well, but I do think society has a big factor in that. Yeah, and I think also too, just being a Christian and I feel like being involved in the whole Christian world too um, has a little bit to do with it because I feel like at least down here uh, in the South and like a lot of my, I know a lot of people who were married by the time they graduated college. A lot I don't of know people. How they did it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Don't get me started on that. That's good for them, though. Like, <laughs> I, to be honest, you know, since, you know, I like to be super real on here, I thought I was going to be married by 23 and have my first kid at 25. I really did. And, you know, that's clearly not what happened. Um, But yeah, so like, I think it's, um, where was I going with that? Um, Society. Society. Yes, the church. Yeah, I think, and I'm not, and I think that that has a lot to play with it too. Um, Because, you know, I know, I'm just thinking about myself specifically, and I know that part of the reason is because I do I I want that because I do know that that's something that God would like and he would honor um so I know that has a little bit to do with it too because I want to make sure that I'm being the best um person that I can be for God and I feel like being a a wife and a mother is something that he would want out of us Mm -hmm. um whether that's for me or not I don't know it's all in God's hands biggest lesson I've learned in relationships is I don't have control it takes two people and God and you and God can be in it but the other person cannot and there's nothing you can do about it word um but yeah so I think that has a little bit to do with it too just trying because we know that that's something that God would like that's something that he created that's supposed to be beautiful yeah lovely but yeah yeah Okay. Um, Mic drop. Yes. Let me see here at the questions I have. Oh, we answered all of them. Perfect. Um, I love, like, it was, it uh, flowed, it flowed. Ooh, Mallory. It flowed very well. Um, Sweet. The way this episode went. Yay. Okay. So, last question Mm -hmm. Is your mega known statement? 
if the entire world was listening to you right now, what is something that you would say? Okay, so to women, your relationship status does not define the person that you are. So if you choose to go through a season of singleness or if that's thrust upon you, (laughs) that's not a marker on you as a person. Like you're still beautiful, you're still valid, you're still smart, and you can still have the life that you want. And the people that it's taken longer to start having romantic relationships, it's not because you're broken and damaged. You have a lot to, you know, offer the future person that you may have one day. So, you know, just see it as God's protection that you're not dealing with the riffraff. And hopefully that person will show up in your life soon. That was good. Short and concise. Love it. Mm. All right, everyone. Thank you. Well, first, thank you, Erin, so much for sharing and being so honest. And Oh, thank you. Um, I really appreciate you coming on and talking because this is, I mean, this is going to be the bonus episode for the relationship week. Well, not really the week, but it's anyway. Um, <laughs> my point is like, this is, um, relationships are really big and like in your 20s they're so it, everything just feels so crucial and important and I just really wanted um, I wanted your story to be heard and I, I know that you're not the only person who has gone through certain things like that and you have very good advice um, for getting your self-esteem and everything so yeah so just thank mm-hmm. you so much for coming on I really appreciate it no um, worries and thank you everyone for listening. Um, thank you so much for being patient this week and um, for hearing the bonus and the other episodes. Make sure that you uh, like and subscribe. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So you will hear me again next Monday. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Make It Known with Mal. I hope you enjoyed and learned something new. Make It Known with Mal is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and iHeartRadio. So if this was a beneficial episode for you, wherever you're listening, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends. If you take a picture listening, make sure you tag Make It Known with Mal on Instagram, and I'll repost it. I'm currently accepting applications for sponsors. Also, if you're receiving value from this podcast, please consider becoming a Patreon for as low as $3 a month. Find out more on my website, www.makeitknownwithmal.com. You can also find merch and a list of all the freebies that are available. Thanks again for listening and have a good rest of your day. Also, ask yourself if the whole world was listening, what would you say? Don't forget to make it known.